it's, um, I often use the phrase that it's, it's more real than the real realm. <laughs> and actually what takes place in the spiritual realm determines what takes place in the physical realm here on earth. So as I was sensing that this morning in the spiritual realm, I just sensed with us as a group of men, there's a, um, a little bit of hesitance, a little bit of um, reserve, shall we say. I don't know if anybody else picked that up, but kind of that's what I was picking up a bit this morning. A little bit of reserve. It's a bit unusual, isn't it? Men coming together and men being men. So I'm just going to shoot on the hip today and kind of just share one or two things that God has laid on my heart this morning rather than the sermon that I've come prepared with. You'll be pleased to hear. Um, <laughs> one of the things God said to me, man, today, he said this. It's just, just before I say anything, let me, just, let me just qualify that in speaking to men, we in no way undervalue women. I think we as men are different from women, <laughs> as you probably gathered. But we know we undervalue women, or we know we think that our species as male is more important than female. So I just want to start with that, because sometimes you can get into stuff, and suddenly you say something, and somebody, that you can go off all over the place, can't you? So I want to, I want to just honor the fact <laughs> um, that men and women are equal, but we're different. And what we need to do is to learn to celebrate the difference. And men, we've given away a lot of stuff. We've given away a lot of stuff to women that we shouldn't have given away. And it's rightfully ours. <laughs> and we've given it away. But one of the things I felt this morning was this. God was saying that he's more interested in fathers than he is in church leaders. What I mean by that is he's not trying to grow church leaders. He's trying to grow fathers. He's trying to say to us as a group of men, men, I value you as men and as fathers, not just in your families, but in your churches, in your communities, in your places of work. We're desperately short of fathers, men. We are desperately short of fathers. One of the other things I felt God was saying this morning is that, <laughs> I wrote it down, it says, we need to be as relaxed with God as God is with us. I don't know about you know this, but I want to tell you, God's pretty chilled about you. He's not on your case as much as you think he is. He's actually for you. He's not interested in beating you on the head with a stick. He's interested in loving you as a dad with an unconditional love that reaches down just like we've seen in the clip and says, I'll catch you. Well, one of the other things I felt today was there was one or two guys in here, maybe more, who'd actually, they hadn't been caught. And they felt that they'd smacked the ground a few times. God's interested in picking you back up, men. That's you today. God's interested in picking you back up. If you feel that you've kind of been squashed down a bit as a man, then God says, I'm interested in picking you back up. I don't know about you, but Adam and Eve in the beginning, I sometimes feel a bit sorry for Adam. Um, you know, as Eve presented this 
luscious piece of fruit to him. You know, a woman, a naked woman with food. He didn't really have a lot, a chance, did he, really? Um, and he, who, 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 who wouldn't? A naked woman with food, and he caved. Um, that's kind of us as men. I want to encourage you today. I really do. I want to bring a word of encouragement today. That we have a heavenly Father who wants to instill in each of us an understanding that you're loved by Him. That you're accepted by Him. That He's relaxed about you. That He's not into a place where He feels He wants you to strive. Hear me on this, because some of you as I know as Christians, you love a bit of striving. Um, we need to strive from a place of rest. I'm passionate about God. I want to go after God with all I've got, but it has to be from that place of rest. It's not about how many fasts I do or how long I pray or how long I read my Bible. You see, God's... God's <laughs> I have to be good today. God's not after a commitment from us. He's after a covenant with us. And they're two very different things. A covenant relationship. That's what he's after. And within each of us here today, God has placed massive potential in each of us as men. To relate to each other as men, but also to function as men. The Bible says this about a man in the Bible called John the Baptist. It says that John grew up and become strong in the Spirit. That John grew up and become strong in the Spirit. I think as we look around, I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm Remember, there's a story in the Bible of Paul who gets put into the inner, inner cell. Well, part of what I do is I, I work with prisoners in the inner, inner cells. I work with prisoners who've been segregated from prisoners in the inner cells. Men. So you guys are an easy crowd today, let me tell you that. <laughs> and, and when you get to know these guys, and I've got to know them over a number of years and they'll get to me, know me over a number of years because the majority of them are in for life forever and ever, amen. When you get to know these guys, there's one factor that keeps coming up time and time and time again, and it's a father issue. It's a father issue. The dad either wasn't there, <laughs> or the dad taught them how to do the crime. Or they've had a number of experiences of dads. They, they watch their dads beat up their mums. They watch their dads drink themselves to death. They watch their dads go in and out of prison. They, their dads, the role that their dads played in their life has had an influence on their lives. We all know this. It's simple stuff, isn't it? But if we turn that into the spiritual aspect of seeing Father God what do you want to pour into my life? Because as you as a father pour into my life, 
that is going to make me walk out life very differently as a man of God. <laughs> I often say that you, you become what you feed on. So the influence of fathers in our lives is huge. We have a good, good father. But you know what? There's a middle ground between being a boy and a man called adolescence, isn't it? And God spoke to me about this just as we were sitting there worshipping as I was worshipping. What's the difference between being a boy and being a man? I'm not really sure where we go with this, but it's almost like we've got boys who shave. Hear me on this. I'm trying to say something in the spirit here to your spirit. Men, there's a, there's a need for us as men to rise up and take our spiritual authority over regions and over our families and over our workplaces. But a lot of men across the churches have been happy to stay boys, adolescents. They've not really understood that they can rise up and take their place as a man. And they've settled for adolescence. We've settled for a place that's less than what God's called you into. Maybe because of discouragement. Maybe because you feel undervalued. I don't really know what that is. Maybe it's because of the role model of your earthly father that you had. I don't know what that is for you guys, but I'm telling you this. God is calling us to be men of God. Does the Bible not say that when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I reasoned like a child, I thought as a child, but now I have become a man. The childish things are gone. I believe God wants to raise up across this region men of God who understand and work out their faith from a place of understanding that they have a good father who loves them and he's relaxed about them. Well, I don't get everything right, Alan. Welcome to the party. <laughs> I don't know anybody who gets everything right. Well, that, that excludes me, doesn't it? No. It doesn't exclude you. I'd love to do this, and I'd love to do that, and I'd love to be this. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think we've got in the church today, and I'm not being negative, but I think what I call the Peter Pan syndrome. <laughs> we've got a lot of men in the church who just want to be boys. But God's calling us to be men, mighty men for God. And I want to encourage you to shift from that place. So I'm, I'm going to finish because I don't want to get into my sermon. But I want to just encourage you this, that God has really taken hold of us as people. And He has a place for us to be. And the journey is supposed to be enjoyable. I don't know about you, but church is supposed to be fun. 
Relationships are supposed to be fun. <laughs> Some of you just don't believe this. Uh, the Bible says that God rejoices over you with dancing. Amen. Get that around your heads. He's rejoicing over you with dancing. The one translation said, He spins over you. God's happier with you than you think. The Bible says God wants to make His home in you. You cannot be happy with someone and you're not prepared to be in their home. God's happy with you guys. And it's not about striving to achieve this thing, but it's about resting in God. We'll get further from a place of rest than we ever will from a place of work. I'm trying to teach some strong foundations here. Yeah, I know I am. But I just felt I wanted to share that today. Maybe another time I'll preach and, br and bring, bring a kind of word from, from the Bible, word from, from God, different to what I've done today. One of the things that felt, and, and this to me is quite normal, so maybe some of you are going to think this is a bit wacky. I'm not going to get too wacky on you. I'm trying to be good. People call me Crazy Alan. I don't mind being called Crazy Alan. I'd much rather be called Crazy Alan than nothing, Alan. I'd rather go for it, man. I tell you, I'd rather go for it every time. But I felt that some of us today, if not a lot of us today, have lost our lion's roar. I don't know about you, know, I watch a few of these programs. I love nature programs. And the lion has the ability to make a sound that travels for miles. Now, he is trying to attract the mate, so let's not get too excited. <laughs> but he has this tone as a male lion that as he lets out a sound, as he lets out a sound across a region, a place, it also says to other males, this is my patch. <laughs> Keep off. And then it says to females, this is my patch. Come and see. The lion would be useless without his roar. <laughs> without the ability to sound, he would be useless. So yeah, you're right. What I'm going to try and do is get us to make a sound. Some of you are thinking, he is really, yeah, you kind of got it. Some of you are thinking he really is crazy. Um, so what I'm going to get us to do, if you're not comfortable doing this, you don't have to. Listen, I'm not doing this because it's fun. I'm doing this because as we do a prophetic act, something takes place in our spirit. It's not about getting you to make a noise. It's about God instilling in you that you have this lion's roar. As men, we have within us. Wow. Be good, Alan. We have within us the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The lion of the tribe of Judah through His Holy Spirit resides in us. And the Bible says we're to awaken that which was within us. It's not about you getting more. It's about you releasing what you already have. 
Some of you aren't getting that either, but it doesn't matter. We can go further into God, but you have all of the Holy Spirit now. And it's about expressing or releasing that Holy Spirit that's within you. So let's stand to our feet. Let's give this a go. I believe as we do this, people will get healed. I believe as we do this, God will instill again a spiritual voice within you. I believe as we do this, you'll become better men. I believe as we do this, some of us will learn how to love our wives better. I believe as we do this, God will rekindle within each of us a desire to want to know the Father through a covenant relationship. So there's no easy way to do it. So I'm just going to count down to three, and uh, we'll give it a go. So here we go. One, two, and three. Did you feel that spirit? Did you feel the, the atmosphere shift as we did that? Have you felt something change in your spirit? Because I could feel it. I can sense it in the spirit. There was a pent-up roar there for some of us. A pent-up roar. It's been there a lot of years. Misunderstanding, being squashed down, not understood as a man. A desire to have a covenant relationship with the Father. Let's do it once more, and I'm going to hand back over to Jen. Here we go. One, two, and three, and... Yeah! 